Hello and welcome to the PC Movie Girl podcast. Um, I'm Aaron and I'm here with my mother Lisa. Hello. Hello and um, yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, like a, it has been a quite a big break now that we have had. Like that we haven't had a podcast. Um, well, one of the big reasons that was because I I, I I had a baby now, so that, that has taken a lot of time. Um, there's a possibility that it might uh, hear in the background somewhere in the other room, so don't bother about that. It might continue for like a couple of uh, years in the in the podcast in our episode, uh, crying if I don't get some kind of isolation or something. But so don't try to not mind it. There, there, nothing is happening. Everything is under control and stuff. But um, I just wanted to tell that out of the way and. Um, yeah, and also it's kind of exciting for us to start doing our podcast again because we really, really be wanting to talk about this one movie and it's really epic and really a lot of thoughts about it. So I don't even know where to really begin with it. But um, the movie that we wanted to start talking about is the 2016 Martin Sources drama movie Silence, which is uh, his conclusion in his uh, religious trilogy of movies that started with the last temptation of Jesus Christ and continued with Kundun and now finally he made Silas that he has been wanting to make like forever like 20 years 25 years do do you remember how long he wanted to make this movie it's uh, I just yeah 20 years or so yeah, like uh, I think it was in the eighties or something that he got the book and he read it and he uh, wanted to start developing the 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 movie idea and stuff. But it has been going a lot of uh, difficulties. He 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 made a lot of other movies between and everything and and. Um, but I may say here that uh, he wrote the foreword into the new edition in the in one time. I have read the forward he made for the book. Yeah, I also read it. Like I I have this apparently the same edition book. It's a Shushaku Endo's book, Silence, Japanese writer. Yeah, and it's a it's a Japanese Christian writer. Yeah, Catholic. Yeah, and um, uh, well. Well, okay, let's let's just go into it, like, um, asking straight away, like, do you think the waiting was worth it? Like, do you, do you think Marty Sources succeeded in what he wanted to make? Uh, this I don't know, because I don't know what he wanted, <laughs> what he was after. But for me, it, I read the book before I saw the movie, and I heard he's doing the movie. I took the book and read it. It's from 1966, and I hadn't read it before. So I took it and read it, and I read it, in, I think, a few times. You, you read it in three languages? Yes, I read it in languages. First, I read it in Swedish. <laughs> it was a new translation. It was a quite new translation with the foreword with Scorsese, and that's why that was the first I found. Like. Uh, so it was only that. in Swedish. Yeah, it was a really okay. marvelous book, really well done, a new one. And then, I mean, all the explanations and maps and things. And then I read the English one, 
and uh, then I read the Finnish one. The, the, from 1966, the first Finnish translation. Yeah, and, and which one do you, you said that was the worth reading? You, you recommend They all have the same text, exactly the same text, so it's okay. But I love the Swedish one with all the additions and explanations. Yeah. The original book is 1966 in Japanese, no? Yeah. But the Finnish translation is from 1980 only. So, but uh, that's old also. So I read that. I, I have this really interesting, like my edition that I, I, I bought, like, um, it had this also next to Martin's Horses forward. It was, it had the translator's preface. Did you have it? Like, um, it, it's in English, so, but it was William Johnston. Yes, and, I think I, I yeah, and, yes. th- and this was actually like, I, I agree that the Martin's Horses was kind of like, uh, Yeah, it was, it, it was very short. It was very short, and he was—he just kind of rolled what he was like with his questions and thoughts, whatever. But the translator's preface was really interesting because it went into the whole history. Yes, I—I I read that. Yeah, yeah, and and it was like kind of weird because I read it like first before I started reading the book. And then when mm. you, because it, it explains the whole kind of historical background, like where did the uh, persecution started in Japan? Like um, how, uh, like, like it ex- explains the Christian uh, protests and the, what, like, do you call it the revolution or something? Like this, this, uh, how do you call it? Like they, there was this... Uh, Uprising? Yeah, uprising, yeah, let's say uprising, yeah. There was this Christian uprising against the taxes and everything in that time, and it kind of really explains the whole, like, history and the evolution of, like, how they came to this, and also goes, in addition, like, very interestingly into uh, Endo's thoughts and views about the Christian faith and about the book and everything. So when, when, when you start reading the story afterwards... Uh, they don't really tell everything in the story. Like it, it's more in the there and here, but you kind of have it already in, the, in your in your mind. Rather than like because I went to see the movie first, and uh, I didn't really know anything about what what is it about, and so you don't have that historical background understanding of when you go into it. So I think I, did, but- I thought that was interesting in the book. Mm. I think that it might be kind of a modern way of uh, behaving and thinking. This all this that you ha- want to know the background, everybody wants to know all the stuff around it. And in the old times, 1980, it's enough for the book. Like, <laughs> like, like the story. In fact, like Scorsese did in the movie, it just gives us the story. He made exactly the, like, he gives pictures to the writing. You see it in your eyes, all this uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, and the, for sure. And the same story, he didn't change anything. Yeah, but uh, it, it's inter- I, now that I've been kind of comparing a lot of the book and the movie, um, the, the difference is really, like, the audiovisual element of it. Like, Marty Sources has to really add, fill in a lot of visual elements yeah, and, and really yeah, visualize everything and that's a lot like I, I, I've been thinking about the same thing like does it 
at or remove content from the book and uh, how does it difference in the movie and in, you know in, in some ways Barney Sorcerer's really like tells the exact same like not, not totally exact there's things there and sometimes like scenes are added or something like just to kind of keep it going forward um, but he adds a lot of interesting details into the visuals that the book doesn't really even tell. Yes. For example, yes. there is in the beginning there is this amazing scene which I was one of the like it's really dazzling cinematography and editing and everything like the movie is amazing to look at and there is this scene where the priest come like the first time to Japan and this. Uh, to this shore, to this, and they in the dark they hide and they are taken by with the villagers into their this home and they are they just they are in this very small dark room with the villagers and, um, and there's and then they have this little dialogue and everything and then the scene ends in with one of the villagers uh, suddenly starting to look at the cross of the Rodriguez. The character of Andrew Garfield, and he he's like su- suddenly mesmerized by this cross element, and then there's this Im- amazingly beautiful scene that doesn't have any background sound. There's just this silent ambient, and in silence we we watch how Rodriguez takes his cross, and then we look at the hands in detail and how this little cross he hands it to the. Mokichi, I think, was his name, the villager, and he takes it. And there's so much grace and uh, beauty in this little symbol and in this 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 uh, exchange, you know, of this symbol. And I I was I I was already totally moved when I saw it in the movies, and I I didn't really see it in the book. Like and that Endo really underlined this moment or anything, and it was Martin Scorsese's way of like really adding into the presence of the moment like yeah that was really a lot of time that i saw in the movie was that Marty sources was able to kind of uh, as a director and he's with his crew was able to really make this world uh, be alive yeah to come alive yeah and yeah. it's really alive historical uh, set pieces you know like with all the like, every character feels so real, and yeah, it's phew. yeah. For me, the, this uh, Scorsese made skillfully. I noticed this thing that when they came, there were two Jesuit priests who come to Japan to find the mentor who the teacher Ferreira yeah. to find out if he really gave up the religion. So that's the story, in fact. So. So they come to Japan and they put into this hut to live in the mountains, some with the, in the near the village, and so this hut is a kind of a shack. Yeah. And they are suffering <laughs> there with all the lice and hunger and dirt. Yeah. And there's no way of being clean and nice like in the monastery in Portugal or something. So they are in this hut. And then later when he's caught by the Japanese and put in a prison to interrogate and things. So he's in the same kind of a shack. This 
this they are identical uh, they are like in a cage it, yeah, to me yeah, they yeah. to me they were like in a cage all the time and they, they were really not free yeah. any time of the being in Japan so they were first in the cage in the actual yeah. cage of the hut with the, all the dirt and the hunger and then later in this other prison a cage all it was a cage because they were kind of you could see through the walls in both yeah, yeah, but it, 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 they, they were, were very similar my point, yeah, yes, bars. So, my point is that they were similar. That he like showed us this uh, prison cage where they were in a cage all the time. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I didn't I didn't notice that. They did. It was like wherever situation they were, they were always in a prison in a way, not free. In a cage, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, until he. We found a solution and came out of it to be free. And that's the only way he could be free in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and that is the the Christianity in it. This is kind of a religion, religious part in it. For me, uh, I saw part? it that way. That they came as a very religious priests, Jesuits. No, coming into Japan to bring the light to them and bring them to Jesus and saving their souls. That's how they come with ideals. And then they go through that it was a complete mess. Yeah. That they didn't, <laughs> where they got into and they didn't know at all what Japan is and Japanese and they got into a mess. And yeah. And in a horrible torture, people were tortured and killed and uh, whatever. And then he had to, by force, it was a very, this Garfield, yeah. Andrew Garfield. I mean, uh, what his name is? <laughs> Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Rodriguez. He had to see his, his best friend, this uh, Garupe. Gar- Garupe. Yeah, Garupe. It's Adam Driver was this Garupe, his best friend. He had to see him as, to be killed, like to die. Yeah. Lo- lose him suddenly in front of his eyes. Then he had to, to confront the teacher who had given up religion. Yeah. And he, uh, he told that it's impossible. This, this teacher said, it's impossible to bring to Japan this um, this uh, uh, Christianity. It's n- not possible to bring to Japan Christianity, and it's uh, so he gave up after fifteen years of being there, and and uh, became Buddhist. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he had to confront that also. That his teacher is not his teacher anymore. He had lost his friend and his teacher and his everybody, and they come into this. Uh, yeah. And then he had to confront himself, himself in the con- contact with God. What is yeah. God, and why God is silent? So yeah. this is, I think, what fascinated Scorsese. It must be this. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, but I think first of all, I, I, I want to say that it, in the book it's carp, carpe. Not Karupe. I don't know, but in the movie, this Karupe. So I don't know why they changed the name. Maybe to make it a little bit more easier. But it's with two R, Karupe. 
Ah, in name. my books, not. Yeah. Well, in English, at least it's okay. Better, but so yeah. I don't know why they in the English version of the movie also they changed. It, but. Ah, okay, but let's. Anyway, whatever. Um, I think I I I would say that like, yeah, I I if the the way I so far what I have been analyzed, if if I can read Marty's sources through this movie, what I think the movie really does in the end is that. It that I think Martin Sorcez really is religious person, Catholic in his own way. Like, like he makes all, all kind of, like very violent movies and very like a lot about gangsters and stuff like that. But he he does deal like un, in, in the, between the texts he does deal with, with with some relations with Catholicism and the Catholicism. And I think that's more maybe what he's what he's driving at his, his relation with the church and Catholicism. And this mm. movie is a lot about the relation with with the church, you know, the the, yes. the the how the church views the dogma and the gospel and what what, yeah. the, what are the rules and what you really feel in your heart that is right. And there is this yeah. dilemma and what is being told to you that it, you like what is right to do as a Christian and what is right to do as a human person. And I think Martin Sors really wanted to kind of set a like kind of a bar of like how can we discuss about this and how how can he, in a way, also maybe for himself personally, make uh, amends, you know, a deal, how to deal with this. I think it is a perfect way. He found a perfect way to show it because he took it to Japan, this story. He found a book. It's after the book, of course. So so Christianity in a place where there are no Christians. Like, so you are... <clears throat> it's uh, more simple to show it as, with the God. Yeah, you mean that, uh, the, that the fact that they, they had to translate the Christianity to, to to Japanese, and the Japanese more didn't really take it as in a Portuguese language in a Portuguese way, but they they more or less like integrated it into their own existing way of yeah. But and uh, yeah, yeah. So it's more simple because it's kind of cut out cuts out all the rest. It's kind of a bare bare place where to show Christianity as a Christianity because there was not so much of it. It's a very uh, primitive kind of uh, villages there which took yeah. it. But it, it and but, the, the yeah. more civilized people didn't uh, look like they, they were but, not... Okay, but that's, that's taken. an interesting question. Like, well, would have you like, would it have this story worked also in, in any other country where there wasn't Christianity but then Christianity was introduced and that would, that created political tension wouldn't it yeah, be yeah, basically the same story like uh, let's say an African nation or yeah, yeah, South sure, America or I don't know like I mean that it was taken out of Europe where there was Christianity yeah, yeah exactly so it, yeah. What, what, what is it really that it had to be in Japan because no, it's just a perfect book this Shusha Cohen wrote a perfect book about it, so I think yeah. that's only, only. But I, well, I think it's 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 so it's very personal to the Japanese Christian uh, history because Japanese Christianity is a very 
specific sect or part because like I I still like afterwards I read about it and it really feels like it's all kind of um, group of people and it's very distinct from the Christian uh, groups in the world and everything and it's uh, it's it's kind of a historical uh, memory to this 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 uh, legacy of them you know like where who they were and where they began and what what kind of went down in the history of Japan because uh, like and and it's also a very important story about the cultures kind of clashing towards each other the Portuguese <laughs> missionary wanting to spread the truth but then the how does the Japanese culture and a Japanese authority like the ruler, Rea- reacting yeah how they react and how they handle these things and mm. how they really like Yeah, no, the original religion in Japan is Shinto, Shintoism. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a natural religion, nature religion. There is they worship kami. They call it kami, which which are dwelling in in nature forms, like in in waterfall, in egg in stone, in thunder, uh, in such things is this kami. And uh, the, it has no dogmas. This Shinto has no dogmas. So when Buddhism came to Japan from China, uh, first from India to China and then from China and Korea to Japan, in 538 I read that it came. So it's the thing that just swallow the Buddhism because it swallows anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it has no good and no evil. Shinto has no good or evil. It's uh, it's in nature. It's in stones and waterfalls and things. This kami. Yeah. So it also could swallow Christianity. And it, and but, it did apparently. Mm, yeah. But, so, but but the Christianity kind of wants to. In a way, separate itself from the other religions. So, so the way they did teach Christianity and how they kind of uh, uh, they they wanted to convert them to from Sindonism and Buddhism to Christianity, but they in fact only incorporated into already that that existing basis that they had. But it also created this this separation from the other uh, groups in the in, in Japan. Because, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, because also, also because in a way, the Christianity also wanted to like um, they they talk about it. For example, in the movie, at one point, that um, uh, why couldn't why cannot the religious uh, uh, exist in, in, together? You know, in a way. But I, mm. it feels like in a lot of times, how also how requests. Um, comes forth with Christianity and says that that is the only one truth, and they the idea of the missionaries that they spread it as far as possible and they convert, and that um, when when they when you know what the inquisitor or the main authority kind of ask him like they are talking about the three nations that are in Japan, which was uh, was it Holland, Portugal. Germany and 
I don't remember now what were the four four nations, but they all kind of try to battle each other from to have the the uh, exclusive connection with Japan, you know. Yeah. And then uh, so like they that's why they kind of wanted to then try kind of everybody away and kind of try to they wanted to uh, control it in a way. I think Rodrigo is, uh, says, asks Len, why, why cannot you just choose one? Mm. And that would that be the Christian faith, that everybody would be Christians. Then you wouldn't mm. have a fight between ideologies if everybody is mm. one. But so he just wants a, a, that, that kind of the basis idea of them. So they, yeah, in that sense, they didn't, Realize the how how it how how the Christianity would integrate with Sintoism and the Buddhist idea. Yeah, because Christianity's idea is to that you have to believe in Jesus. That's the thing. It's very. It's the most important thing because Jesus gave up his life to to save everybody, all the Christian souls yeah. for afterlife, and. Yeah. And this is the central idea in Christianity. So for Japanese, this is not meaningful at all. Yeah, I think they they actually like uh, most of the time in the movie, the story, they actually talk a lot about paradise, mm. about the afterlife and the paradise. Afterlife, yeah. yeah. They, they are really kind of obsessed in that idea. That seems to be mm. for them like one central motive of what they are doing is to to be able to go to this paradise because they are devoted Christians and stuff. And they are actually like, there is scenes where they are like actually glad that they are dying because they can go to a better place. Yeah, and that was the worry of the samurais, this uh, samurai chief, these Japanese people, that they want the people to work the land and to, to be in order and not to give up to be lazy and so on and just wait for the paradise just to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is it. So, so they exactly. want them... Yeah, so you know that I happen to see in um, just here waiting for this podcast, you know, this silence thing. So I, I happen to see Akira Kurosawa, a few of Akira Kurosawa's films. So I saw the Kagemusha. Kagemusha is the shadow general and it's a wonderful film. I since it came in uh, when when did it come in I saw it immediately in 1980. I saw it then and I've liked it since that. It's one of my favorites. So that happens in that time when uh, when those priests went to Japan in this book. It happens in the same time and the whole idea there is is the historic background. You see there the historic background for this silence silence movie. Ah, okay. Because all the all the groups of the uh, you know the samurai groups they are <clears throat> the Japan is not united. It's in groups. And they are the feudal lords they are fighting each other yeah. the war the horrible wars it has horrible yeah. wars there it's yeah. that terrible and but it shows the their life and their ideals how they what they think how they think they follow the samurai chief, the chief 
It's the only way of life is to follow the chief, whatever he says. And uh, so it's a very interesting film yeah. because it, it's exactly on that time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, of this uh, Jesuit priest in, 19, in 1500 and 1600 there between. And then one of the, it's in Japanese history, they all, they know it, they, you know, like... Yeah. And in the end, one of them won and made the shogunate. Shogunate. Shogun. He became the shogun and he became the shogunate and Japan was united. Yeah. So, yeah. So, then I saw, after that, I saw the seven samurais again. I've seen it several times, but then I saw that and there were the villages, you know, the same villages as the, <laughs> the in in silence, the dirty people are toiling the land and so on, but if you want to see that, and exactly in the, that that period also it happens in that period yeah. and how the, how the samurai's problems in life and not the fighters, and then the villagers' problems in life and how they are. And it's very interesting in connection with this silence. Yeah, that, that's really good good advice. Like I, I really should see the Kagemusa like, to, to go back to I, cause I remember Seven Samurai. And actually, like Kurosawa has a lot of these peasants in his movies. Like the in the Hidden Fortress, there is also these two yes, main characters who yes. are exactly the same kind of peasants who just want to survive somehow yeah. and they, yeah. they have this like very basic clothing and, and yeah and he is really he, feels good to, to see in context with this silence yeah that's the, to see Japan if you what this Japan and you remember his the dream what was it the dream this Akira Kurosawa's film yeah he made I think it was dreams maybe he dream yeah See, it, it kind of episode film, these yeah. dreams, where in the end there is a funeral, and there's a kind of a Buddhist funeral, no Japanese style. And I never forget that. Yeah. It's, they happily, happily see with symbols, they dance along the road and take this body into the, wherever. Yeah. And it's a very, it's describes Japanese way of thinking. It's just, Something else completely from this Rodriguez. Yeah, but he wanted I, to bring them. So, <laughs> yeah, and then I, also the yeah. princess, princess uh, Kaguya. Yeah, is from that time, you know. The girl, mm-hmm. the, she comes from this. Uh, You're talking about heavenly the prince. animation from Kipli movie by the uh, Itao Takahata. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. This girl comes and lives like the peasants, the villagers there. You see there exactly how they gather the food and how they simple and poor they are. And then she goes into being the rich. It shows the same story, you know, from both ways. And she prefers the poor life. And in the end, she goes this uh, religious business is in yeah. the end, where she goes to heaven, Buddhist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it's very fascinating, and 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 really, like I think, whenever I've been like seeing or reading about that part of Japanese history, it's it's so violent, and I there's no question that people lived really uh, dangerously, like uh, and 
it was a very violent time, and it's really baffling, like how how violent it it was. And I mean, there's no question, like if in relation to silence or something, like who is evil or something, like for sure, the Japanese, uh, the the authorities and the war that people had to live in the middle, and there's a lot of blood and a lot of violence. Uh, I, for example, I think I read somewhere that the samurais when they walked in the streets that it was very common that if, if people would in some ways this this uh how do you say when you when you offend they would offend the samurais yeah. in some ways that the yeah. samurais would just take the swords out and kill them. Yeah Yeah, like because of pride and everything and it's like that that's really something, you know, like Yeah, so it's kind. Of, it's pretty clever from uh, Jean Scorsese to put this his own private Catholic faith and uh, this religion, Christianity, into such a country there. Yeah, and I so in fact, their side it's completely side effects is the Japans and Japanese. And the main point in this film is these three, three uh, Portuguese priests. Yeah, well, and their relation to God. Like how I think how I see it is that um, uh, I think there's in, in this regards like how we now talked about Japan. I think it's a it's it's it, it fits very well into this the Japanese environment because of the violent history and the the fact that it really is um, very cruel, very brutal. Uh, how the authority acts and how they like they want to control the peasants and they want to uh, uh, they want to skin out the Christian faith uh, because of also like, I think mainly because of political reasons um, that but they use very very cruel and brutal methods to to do this which is undoubtedly really horrible and totally judgeable you know like you shouldn't do that to other people. And I think this works really well in what the movie really does. And I think, like, if I can... Yes, uh, if God doesn't do something and keep silent in front of that, so what is it all about? Yeah, that's, yeah exactly. So, um, I, the, I, when I was watching this movie... There was a lot of different movies that came into my mind, like movie connections. Uh-huh. Uh, while I was watching this, one, one one of the most obvious ones, and I think yeah. I think anybody can see this. I like this is so obvious is that, of course, it's like it's the basic structure of the story is like actually Heart of Darkness, the Apocalypse oh. Now. It's basically oh. the same story. It's, uh, who was who made that? Apocalypse Now was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Oh. Uh, but I don't remember who wrote the Heart of Darkness. I never read it, or I don't remember the, the author of it. But basically, the, the the main story structure of both Heart of Darkness and uh, Silence mm-hmm. is that in the beginning we have our main character. Okay, Silence is two characters, but let's say Rodriguez. We have Rodriguez, and uh, in both in both stories we begin in the homeland where they hear. That this great mentor guy or this great oh, yeah, guy yeah. is lost in this distant 
dark, cruel, violent place where uh, they, that was yeah. sent into to to change it, to fight yeah. against it, and yeah. then and then um, they 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 are like they are set into this job to go into it and find. And it's a journey. It's like a whole. It's a road trip movie, basically. A dangerous journey. It's a dangerous Both. journey. Uh, in the heart of darkness, it's the river, and in in silence, it's the through the villages and through this persecution and hiding at these prisons, like you said, these huts that he has to mm. like stay hidden and everything. The cages, the cages. Yeah, and the and the idea of heart of darkness is basically that the main character goes through the the in a way the circles of hell deeper and deeper into the core dark uh, void. Of confronting themselves, yes. they, they 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 start with an ideological, moral idea that this is I know what is right. I know that <laughs> what I believe in, what I think is moral and humane and everything. This is right. And yeah. in Rodrigo's case, it's the fate that he knows his <laughs> fate to God. He has everything figured out. And then by yeah. slowly moving in inwards, deeper and deeper into Japan. <laughs> So uh, closer to Ferreira, and then closer to himself, to yeah. his own heart, he, he is has confronted to confront with the, his teacher. Yeah, and and and, and it, like you said, all the three priests, in a way, like his friend, his teacher, and himself, and and then God itself, the silence of God. He has to go, and this is the basically the silence of God is the same as uh, in. Uh, uh, just the moment I have to think it out. Uh, Colonel Kurtz. Silence uh, of yeah. God is basically Colonel Kurtz. We all the time hear about it. We are terrified of it. Why is God silent? And why did Colonel Kurtz change? And, yeah, basically it's Ferreira, but we are then finally confronted with the, the darkest, darkest corner of our own mind, and he comes out of it in a way illuminated. Uh, or, or like, uh, well, I don't know if Heart of Darkness ends <laughs> in a sort of illumination, but, but there's a realization that can yeah, be... There's relief, relevance. Revenance. Relief, relief. Relief, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There is relief in a way. There is there is an answer, and it, this answer might be challenging. And I think, if I may still go on a little bit, is that uh, I think silence is kind of uh, divided in two parts, in a way. Uh-huh. The first part is, uh, and, and this is why the Japan works. Like first, I I told you the heart of darkness journey, but now now I tell you about why the Japan kind of really works and is kind of in, in a way important. Uh, also, is is because of the of the Portuguese of the Jesuit priest perspective, because we start really in a bubble of the the Jesuit priests and their belief and how they view the situation. They see that they are needed there. That they yeah. have to go. That they, they that Japanese Japan and the Christians cannot live without them. They have to go, and and it's, yes. it's about their gospel, and that they have to spread it, and they they, they are needed there. Uh, yeah. It's the work of the missionaries. They and 
and we really witness their their journey and their suffering, and we really sympathize with them in the beginning. They are very innocent young men, really pure-hearted yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. And they can't understand why they have to live in that dirty hut with <laughs> all the lices and hunger yeah, and never go smelly, out yeah. in the sun. And he, they are beautiful <laughs> young people. <laughs> They're so innocent. Exactly, and, and they, they are really the saviors, you know, this white... Portuguese coming to Japan to save the villagers from their and suffering. They think, and you know, one thing there is that also that they think that all the rituals, like giving the sacrament and uh, you know whatever they need, to, always the priests do with the, so that that is what they are going to do, yeah. and they, in fact they can't do any of that. <laughs> they, you know the, all the rituals of the church. Uh, well, what do you mean? Like, I, they think that that is religion for them. The ceremonies. All the rituals, ceremonies, all this, that the, the believers come to them and then they put their hand on their head and say, oh, God bless you, and whatever they do. I don't know what they do, but all those rituals. Yeah. They have ready rituals which they want to do. They're dying to do them every day. Yeah, yeah. And none of that is available. Yeah, exactly. The priest is finally there, you know, and, and because they think that this is the faith. This, they cannot, they, they think that when, mm. when the priests are there, that they are closer to God, that God, like they, they, uh, they ask directly from the priest, like, does God hear us now? Yeah. Because God cannot otherwise hear them. They have learned this, that through these sacraments, through, through these rituals, that's the only way to get closer to God, to go to church. To, mm. to be close to priests. That, that's the only way. You cannot just yeah. live in a mountain yeah. alone and be yeah. a Christian. You have mm. to, you know, God will not hear you otherwise. That's, that's the way yeah. they, they think The it priest that. has to give the answers and these poor priests don't have any answers. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I love it. Like, it's, it's really already in the beginning. It, it is, in a way, challenged, interestingly, that there is like this moment, like they... they uh, uh, Karpe, it's of Karpe, Karpe, he listens the confession of a Japanese woman, and it's a woman who speaks in Japanese, and he cannot hear anything. He doesn't understand yeah, any of his understand, her yeah. confession. So what is he actually confessing? Like, like he, 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 if, if he then uh, gives relief, I don't know what's the word to... to, to to, to relieve the sin of from the Japanese woman, um, uh, is it is it is it right? Is it rightful because he actually hasn't even listened to the confession? He doesn't know what the confession is. Yeah. So is it really then any different? Yeah, it shows very clearly in the trouble. The trouble. Yeah, yeah, okay, and uh, so. And Martin Sources does it really well to show to, that we really sympathize with the, the authority is really bad and evil and they are persecuting them. And we don't, there is no reason for us to doubt really why. And in no, the beginning. The, the authorities are completely orderful people, orderly, yeah. very, very nicely arranged <laughs> and <laughs> leading their life as it should be. Yeah, but That's I mean, how they arrange it. 
Exactly, but, but that's okay. That's 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 very admirable. But it, if if they are, it's like okay, Nazis were also very organized and stuff. But we are not thinking like oh, poor Nazis. We are thinking yeah, like but here, why did that they is did not horrible relevant. things? Okay, that's but, the, that's really but that not was relevant. your that. But that's what you yeah, yeah, to really and... say. What I mean is that the the, the first part of the movie, the I, the point is to really give you the idea that. The, the Portuguese you say Jesuit priests are right. I think that that's the really the the way it right? starts. Yeah, that they are co- correct. They are they, right. they, that because we see how the villagers really need them, and we we see how how much they give to them through faith. But that, the samurais gave them in seven samurais. The, the samurais gave the villagers the same thing, and they. Exactly. They help them and relieve them. That that's also true, but this doesn't exist in the movie right now. They, no. Nobody's talking about seven samurais in the villagers <laughs> in, in the movie. They are all needing priests. They need somebody. Yeah, they they, they need the Portuguese priest. They they need God because that's what they they learned. That's what they the priest like. I, I I'm I'm getting to that. What you are now saying, just stay with me. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's really. And, and 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 because I also read that some some people like when, uh, when they wrote articles about the movie or something they were really baffled in how how one perspective the movie was in many parts that it was really showing the 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 Portuguese side like I know you can see it outside of the box but with, within the narration of the movie in the first half of the movie there is not really any doubt to 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 think otherwise. Yeah, yeah, we are following the Jesuits, the whole movie. We are with them. Exactly. And that was my problem, you know, by the way, in this film, was that to whom can I identify with? Because I always identify with somebody, anybody who looks at film. So to whom to identify? Because I didn't identify with Rodriguez or not with Garupe. So, in fact, in the mostly what I identified was Ferreira, I realized. Yeah, and, and and me too, and that that's kind of the point, in a way, because, like, well, but you are very open minded, and I'm also very open minded, and I I'm I'm able to be challenged and everything. But Rodriguez wasn't able to be challenged. Rodriguez mm. is a very devoted believer in in his faith, mm. and he's a very proud proud. He's very arrogant. He's very naive. He's everything, you know. He's He's so, he's really in, in his own world, like his, his reality of what he thinks is right. And it's, it's, we, we, don't, we don't need to say that that's wrong. We yeah. just have to say that it is his reality. And he mm. thinks that is right. Now we come to the he second. Fo- follows, he follows Jesus yeah. Christ. He follows the he church. He wants to be like Christ. He, the whole movie he's all the time repeating. In the book it's, he's obsessed and in the movie, he's obsessed about Jesus. He's all the time, and even Ferreira points it out in the end that he says that you are, you are, you think that you are doing this, you are, you are, you are doing the same journey as Christ, like you that mm. you are Jesus and you are, you are now sacrificing yourself for others and you know like yeah. like a martyr and stuff. That yeah, he was expecting that all the time. That exactly. they they uh, torture him and he has to die for everybody. Exactly. And this this in this way we go into the second part because this really we all 
expect that in a way from the beginning that 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 the they they are martyrs and they they would uh, dive that that, that that will be the, the 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 logical end result because they are killing them and everything, but we are already finding little parts that that start kind of challenging the idea of their presence there, which is um, the the fact that their presence makes the, their uh, their followers' life very dangerous. They are all the time talking in the village in the in the hidden houses in the night there yeah, yeah. you cannot go away because if they find you out we will be killed mm. and so where and, and they conclude that wherever they are they are a danger to everybody else yes just like That's how, the point and i again refer to the holocaust while why how people hit jews mm. they were also like jews were dangerous to others and you hide mm. them because you want to help but you mm, risk yeah. your own life yeah. yeah, but it's again a different different situation. But if 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 somebody wants a reference or compared, but uh, like so so, but then what happens in the second part is that he gets captured, and this is where the movie flips over. The second yeah. part, the uh-huh. second yeah, second, co- second team of the movie starts where suddenly, and in the book it it happens the same because first we follow the the story within Rodriguez's uh, letters, the way he explains everything. But then when he's get captured, we change into third-person narration. Like the uh, Endo himself narrates the story. You know? oh, the, book, yeah. the, the narration language changes. So we change from his perspective, from I do something to he does something. And so we are kind of more equal, more balanced, we see kind of different perspectives. And what starts happening is that, and, and it, it, it occurred to me like the very first moment was when he was in this hut and we see the samurai who speaks Portuguese, who has this cut hair all the time. You remember? Ah, you mean the interpreter? Yeah, interpreter. He's yeah. a character, very important character. Exactly. <laughs> he's, he's one of yeah. the most important characters. And when when they he comes in, it really changes everything, and he he starts saying like that. He points out how he doesn't even understand what Japanese and doesn't know like he's not interested in Ooh. learning uh, Rodriguez like ah uh, yeah. and that and they start talking like they give a very brief uh, religious debate where we. Uh, find out how naive Rodriguez actually is about his yeah, religion. He He's just yeah. he just uh, repeats the gospel. That's it. That yeah. there's only one true God. So, but hey, that's not the point. That's you know, like yeah. who says that your God is right? And this is where it gets challenging. And and we we come towards and towards more and more during the end of we Rodriguez gets more and more challenged for his faith. And this is where the genius comes in. The audience also gets challenged with him because we started with his perspective. So we are with him. So when he goes through the challenges to really choose what is right, the audience has to choose it with him. Yes. And it's it's not... uh, the, the challenge and the choice that you have to make, it's not forced. It's not... The movie never at any point says that 
um, you have to think otherwise. Mm-hmm. That, that, that don't you understand the way you think is not right. What the movie uh, wants to do is that it, it's, it encourages a change or a critical way of thinking about yourself or your ideology and your own belief in a in an emphasizing way because the the story because what he chooses in the end doesn't for himself it doesn't renounce his own belief what the what Christ meant to do in his own yeah. words it actually like reinforces it that this is what it's meant to be and he actually renounces himself from the dogma from the churches what what church approves of him to do what is the what is the moral thing to do for as a christian he just understands what is right to do as a human being and because and this is this in, in a way this is a uh, and this is why I said that the Japan is really the correct place to do this is because it's so in the beginning it helps us to set up the fact that we it's such a big contrast the Japanese authority is so violent and so brutal in their executions and in their methods that we it's very easy for us to to think that they are the evil. So this this movie, in my in my what I what I'm trying to think is that it's really for everybody. I think it's all it's very much for people who don't necessarily are Christians uh-huh. to to have a to 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 understand also a religious point of view, but it is also for believers or Christians to also challenge themselves or the to, to or to challenge the dogma and to 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 maybe think like how far an ideology can go to get so uh so proud maybe they could even say arrogant to value the gospel or dogma over human life ah uh, yeah which in, mm. in this movie I very think, serious yeah and that's what I think about <laughs> but you know there's a point here which is not come clear in the movie don't show is that there was uh, inquisition in Spain in 1478 the, not the Jesuits but the Dominican they were they made it no Mm-hmm. There were there are three kinds of Catholics: Dominicans, Franciscans, and Jesuits. Mm-hmm. So these Dominicans they founded the Inquisition, and that means like anybody who doesn't believe like them is making is a heresy, and they are burnt in the stake. They are <laughs> tortured, and the, exactly maybe the Japanese made different types, but they made <laughs> horrible yeah, things. They, and, they were, and yeah. that, then the Tens of thousands of people were killed, mm-hmm. burned, burned in a fire and or whatever by this Inquisition. So these Jesuits, when they came to Japan, they were living that time. They themselves were part of the 
know this uh, business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I, I was also thinking about that altered movie. It's like, wasn't this the same time as the Japanese yeah, Spanish it English? Yeah, background. Was? So it, it's yeah. funny how naive they can be about their like things. And, they were naive. Yeah, and but uh, in a way that I think that's also the the good good thing why it excludes this. For example, that it doesn't really even want to include it in the conversation is because you cannot go on having a conversation with people saying, "Well, you did something wrong too." No, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's the Israel-Palestine to... situation where everybody's yes, all the time. Of course, but I wanted to put it into context, <laughs> in historical context, as what Japan. You are saying all the time how cruel Japanese were, so, so. so the Europeans were as cruel. Yeah, yeah. No? But, but, yeah so exactly. there's a context. So that, that that is beside the point here, because you already said the main main uh, point. Exactly, here. and I, and I really empathize it to to why I why I have talked about Japanese violence, um, Japanese authority is because it what I just because of how how it's structured because of emb- 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 empathy because we we need to yeah. see the the Jesuit priest point of view to it in order for we 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 have to let them go through their own uh heart yes and when you think about this uh, traitor this kichijiro <laughs> kichi kichijiro kichi. who was a traitor he was a drunken uh, fisherman who had uh, escaped from there and so on, and he be- he was a kind of a Christian, or he was a Christian, and we have to say yes, he was a Christian. So he was a fallen Christian. <laughs> like, so, so think about Rodriguez, how disgusted he was, or, Bo- or Carupe also, and uh, Ferreira probably. Uh, disgusted they were with Kichichiro. He was a Judas. No, he was a Judas who betrayed and everything. And so, in the end, he, when he was so disgusted with Kishichiro, he himself became the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a he, way. Um, he had to trample on Christ's picture and he had to do all kinds of things to save the, to, to come into this conclusion with himself he became he came to understand that Kishichiro is as good as anybody of us mm. I can't say I'm better exactly and, and, and actually like it it, it, it it starts already in, in, in the beginning where like uh, Rodriguez is quite fast to uh, guide uh, Bokichi I think it was name is Mokichi, the one of the villagers in the beginning who gets crucified on the shore uh, to like because he asks like what does want from us like should we tremble or not in order to save others and yeah. Rodriguez just says tremble he yeah. gives he gives him the allowance yeah. over God and over anything over church it's yeah. so easy for him to 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 give it to others but then if mm. Kichiro does it. For for his own reasons, for to for for survival, so for for uh, for life, he he damns it, and then he damns it for himself, or damns it if there is no death. But it's it's they're they're so easy to ignore the responsibility of what the trembling actually means and what does it what kind of effect it has on others and everything. It's yeah. 
and and I, like you say, it's it's he kind of has a very naive way, clearly a naive approach to it, rather where he doesn't really understand it because like yeah, like he does it the same in the end, and it it we have to really say think that it doesn't devalue you as a human. No, and it was a common thing to think in. To, to, it is like to think in the West in the Catholic faith. No, I saw also another film, which a wonderful film was Roma Città Aperta. It's a Roma open city by Robert Rossellini. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw it lately, and I think it's one of the best films ever. No, so. Anyway, it's an old-fashioned thing to what they behave there because they behave in that in 1945 the way they do that. But that is not the point of the film, of course. So there is the priest uh, Aldo Aldo Fabrizi. He was one of the uh, people who made the film, in fact. But he was acting as a priest there. So Anna Magnani asked this priest that. Doesn't the Lord see our strain? Because they were conquered by Nazis and being atrocities happened there. So the priest says, what? Maybe we deserve it. Do we always live by the wishes of the Lord? Nobody tries to change his life. When everything goes bad, everyone is doubting and asking why the Lord doesn't see us. The Lord sees us, but we have many sins on our soul. We have to pray and forgive. And Anna Mariani says, you are right. And so why, the question was, why the God keeps silent? Uh, yes. Yeah. So the priest says, okay, we are not doing what he are, but who knows what God wants, no? Like, we, he says we are not always good and so on. So what is good? The, what, what the church says? Or your morality says, or who, what? So that's what I ask. Yeah. All, always the, it's this point they are talking about, this, uh, you know, the Christians. They, but I think, like, yeah, I, I think... If we behave good, then the God will not keep silent. He will help us. Well, but what I, does it mean, good? Yeah, well, well, I, yeah, well, I, the way I, I, I would approach it is that and I, I really think like um, the answer is always like and I think it's shown this film because he, he goes because the final layer of, of his how his spirit is broken uh, Rodriguez you mean? Yeah of Rodriguez yeah. Uh, how his spirit yeah. is broken in, by the authorities yeah. that he he confronts himself he has to how he deals with, with himself not hearing it from others, like, okay, he has Ferreira all the time and people are manipulating him and everything, but he really has to make the choice for himself what he thinks, what what, yeah, what is in yeah. his own heart. And like, he, yeah? Yeah, like he has to grow up, you know, from all his uh, yeah, and then, young and he, yeah. stupidity. Yeah, he has, to, uh, he has to confront his own responsibility. Mm. What, what, what is his action? Yeah. Not not somebody else's and everything. And I think there's really there's no discussion about if God is there or not. That the point is that whatever God is existing or not, He is silent. Yeah. Even if, like it's the same. If if God is there, then uh, He's going to be silent. He's not going to give you any clues whatsoever. What what you should do. 
And then if he's not there, well, there's nobody to give you any clue or answers. So if you are a believer or not believer, you are all in the same stuck, you know, in the same place. And the real answer lies within yourself. You have to, like, um, the, I think, like, the, 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 there is, there is the, the, the scene when he really in the end trembles, Rodriguez. It's, it's really one of the most beautiful scenes I have, I have oh. seen in cinema. I think it, it holds up to, uh, to a typical masterpiece with, with other paintings and, you know, from Renaissance. Uh, when he tramples the Yeah, the, the slow motion, how, how a priest falls, you know, with his yeah. faith, how he falls to the ground, like angels falling from the heavens. But this is so human, so, you know, a human condition seen in front of you. But it's the whole movement, the whole uh, act. And, and, there, and, and the scene of, like, that, that how, how they edit it is that the whole ambient disappears around it. We don't hear the suffering anymore. And he's just looking at God, looking at Christ. And he's like having this inner dialogue with, is it with God or who? It doesn't matter. He's having an inner dialogue with this, this, this challenge, this test. And he hears the voice of God saying, giving him the allowance to, to tremble. And, I actually, I, I looked it up like back and forward with, from the beginning of the movie to the end. And it's, uh, it's actually very close. The voice of the, the God is very close to the, to the, their master from the beginning in Portugal. Ah, the, him. the guy who sent them to the mission. Who, who ah, gave them the allowance? Father Alessandro Valignano. Yeah, he he's Italian and he actually existed. I think yeah. that this Rodriguez and Garupa didn't exist. They exist in the book. I think there there was some. There uh, were Ferreira is existing yeah. and Valignano is existing. The one who said, yeah, and this maybe these other ones. And Xavier and all the historical people that they. Told. Yeah. But but anyway, he he. He hears voice of God, but the voice of God is actually very surprisingly similar to the their own master, <laughs> who 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 is the he- more authority over him, who gives him permissions. So we can we can we can doubt. We can have a we can debate if 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 it's really the same voice, or I don't, I'm not sure about it, or is it really the voice of God? But he he. He hears a voice inside him, and this gives him an allowance. He, he, it guides him. So, it is within everybody to find what is the right thing to do. And and yes. he, I think maybe it depends. Then, yeah, I don't know. But the, we can go far further was... from that, but. Yeah. So this, both this Ferreira and Rodriguez in the end, they had to make this solution to make this decision and to give up the religion because that was the right thing to do. But in fact, they didn't give up the religion. They just had to, it was maybe the uh, even worse fate than Christ had. No, 
Christ had to die on cross. But this had to live forward alone without any group of other Christians, alone in themselves, with themselves till the end of their lives, believing, believing in Christ, in Jesus. You can see it in the when they were buried with the little cross. You know. It was hidden. It was hidden, it and they could, yeah, never they could show it or anything. they were completely alone with it. That is a very hard fate. Yeah, and I think like I, I was also thinking about it a lot that during the the persecution itself, during the torture scenes and the whole like whole concept of martyrdom, I, I was kind of thinking like. Uh, that compared to the things that the like because I I I also read and I've seen in the movie like all these martyrdoms dying and it's really amazing to to think that they would have survived with the hot hot springs on the mountain thirty three days for example which is mm. incredible endurance of of physics and me- mental power and I, yeah. you have to in some ways admire the strength of their will that they they are able to do something like that uh, for example the famous burning monk imagery which is mm. incredible to think that a, a human body can do that and so there is something something quite extraordinary in that and uh, seeing how many people actually like already like let's say have died in a, in a martyr's death it's it's already by, by itself it's already kind of like well is it really something different than Christ <laughs> but um, which is like okay a joke but what I really started to then think is that the, compared to the priests the challenge that they had to go through, the, the ultimate thing that really had had to make them choose between their ideology and between uh, the human love and empathy is um, the fact that, because the, the Rodriguez was all the time expecting that they would kill him. Like, yeah. like save them, just kill me, because I can take it. And he was sure he could have taken it. But they they said that they learned from it, so instead they will kill others until you choose. And, and they learn it from Ferreira because they did, they tortured Ferreira, and yeah. he was five hours, I think. Yeah. What was it? He was in this pit, yeah. head down, and he recanted his his fate yeah. from the torture, not like Rodriguez. Before seeing other being tortured from his own torture, but he, but he, and that he, is strange. I yeah, think. but they, but they did. Um, he did mention. Uh, he did mention that that he he had the same challenge that that he he had to also make the choice if he would save himself or for others. You know, like yeah. how, what what is the. Like, but because, the Japanese didn't uh, torture Rodriguez because they had yeah. already tortured Ferreira and learned that that yeah. doesn't help. Exactly, it's, and I think mm. it, it's it's quite it's it's quite amazing concept to, that they they came up with, and I think this this concept, I feel like it's it's so much worse than what Christ in the end uh, did because Christ didn't have the life of others in his head. 
okay, in a, in a religious way, yes, but they, nobody was torturing them and saying to Jesus, okay, do something. Like, he, 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 he was able to kill himself and then to, to die for other people's sins. But the, the Rodriguez was expecting the same thing because he was expecting to follow Christ. But then he's, he would have had to live every day and see people getting killed. Mm. Uh, because nobody's Until, going to kill him. Yeah, all the villagers in Japan. Yeah, but this is, mm-hmm. this is so much worse. This is a really... Torture. This is torture, yeah. This is something... This, this is what breaks the spirit. And this is, mm. that's, I think, what the movie shows. How to break a spirit. Yeah, yeah, and uh, one more thing was that uh, when Jesus was crucified on cross, he was shouting that God, Father, Father, why you forsook me, and so on. But these Japanese, they put them head down, and they were gurgling the blood. They were, they couldn't even this Rodriguez couldn't have even shouted anything like God, God, why you did couldn't have because there was only <sighs> like snoring. He thought it's yeah. snore from the gods. Yeah. The, the gods of guarding them. So this this point in the film made me realize that this is the turning point. No? Yeah. When he thought that it's Somebody is snoring there, and he didn't realize that it's them suffering. The blood is in their throats, and they are suffocating in blood. Mm. So they couldn't even... Yeah, it sounds like snoring. That's that's the most point for me in that film. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um. So so it's in in any way, when you think about it, it's in so many films, in so many movies, and so many, you can read about this, the God silence. So, yeah, I'm so happy that uh, Scorsese in the end made his own film about that. Because it's, you know, like it's in everywhere in in Roma, Sita, Aperta, and it's every, you know, you see it everywhere. Also, you know where I see it? If I say a light point in this. I, but, uh, I, Ah, you are still to say? Okay. Yes, I, because okay. I, I was very interested in hearing your opinion about uh, Kichijiro. Ah, okay. Because for, because for me, um, that that is like a whole other chapter, more or less, in the movie. Like, uh, for me, he is one of the really central figures in this yeah. movie. He is the central figure in this yeah. movie. And and you all, I, the way you wrote to me in the emails, and also now, like you all the time refer to him as the the betrayal, the, the Judas. Judas, and how and you all the, you you mention how much Rodriguez despised him. He's disgusting person, bodily and mentally. But do you do you, do you say that also with yourself? You think so. Well, I see Scorsese gives it to me in front of me that he's a smelling fifth <laughs> person who is a traitor. So what else can I think about? But I have to learn, like Rodriguez, that <laughs> he, he is like me. He's like anybody. He's not less. But that's very funny because um, that you say that Martin Scorsese paints him like that because I think the uh, Suzaku Endo 
he writes really mean about Kichijiro. Like yeah. he, in the book, Rodriguez hates him from the beginning. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's a like he's surprised that he's a Christian because he's such a big, you know. Mm. Like he really compares him to a big, and he he doesn't trust him from the beginning. Rodriguez, but, but Scorsese shows us when they first see him in uh, Macau. He is a pig here. For sure, but the difference is <laughs> the difference is that that uh, within that same scene, like like when they see Kitsizero, okay, he's he's disgusting, and because that's the that's the character he needs to be. He needs to be the weak, yeah. the weak, and driven with guilt. But as as soon as they they see him going off, Rodriguez has enormous sympathy for him. And he really holds up to Kichijiro throughout the okay the first half of the film. Like after the betrayal, he just doesn't have any time for him anymore. He just, he's just a fly in his presence. But yeah. uh, there's a change in the character from the movie and the book. And I think Martin says, if I see the movie, Martin says made Kichijiro a much more sympathetic person, uh, also within Rodriguez's uh-huh. perspective. So he gave him a lot of soft pillows, you know. Like, ah, yeah. Ah, good for him. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> and and to be honest, I didn't... Uh, partly because of Rodriguez's sympathy, but also I didn't... My, my approach to Kichiro is that I didn't see this, this uh, disgusting man in him. What what uh-huh. I what I saw was was actually one of the most human characters in the whole movie. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was mm. like everybody was driven by their fate or belief of ideologies or being cruel in, in some ways or stubborn or arrogant. Kichijiro wasn't arrogant. He wasn't cruel. He 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 just did what he in his deepest deepest nature needed to do, which is to survive. And yeah. he's really, that's not a crime, to survive, to, yeah. to stay alive. Like, mm-hmm. like we, we, if, if that, that, that would be a crime, we would condemn millions of Jews who survived. Yeah. But we don't. We, we actually admire the fact that they were able to stay alive. Yeah. But if, if Kichiro does it, suddenly he's a disgusting immoral, unfaithful, <laughs> he's, he's going to hell because he let his family die. And like, this is, for me, it was really absurd in, in the beginning. And I really, and what, what I saw his weakness was, is that he wasn't able to control the, the guilt of his sin because mm. he, he, he trembled on the fume and he by this he sinned against God, and he also uh, uh, left his family to die in a way. He well, he couldn't do anything about it. Uh, the family could have trembled also, but they didn't because uh, of they they couldn't. Yeah, but, yeah. But mm. he could because he he couldn't do anything else. He had mm. this basic instinct. So then he's he's driven this by this horrible guilt that he's a sinner and he betrayed God and everything and the only fact that he thinks this way is because 
he's a believer because because Christian faith told him that you feel guilty of this. Yeah, yeah, he's human. Because of if he wouldn't have had his religion, he wouldn't need to feel guilty about it. He, it yeah. wouldn't have been wrong because it was wrong only in the Christian sense. Yeah. See what I mean? So and then the, it's it's. I think and then, and then the reason why he goes back and forth with 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 confessions, like like he he, he thinks that he's not he, he cannot be a Christian because he faced against it. But then he when he says that when he sees the priest that he thought that maybe God would invite him back, and then he mm. confessed. But then he does something else again yeah. because of his weakness, because he's all the time trembling and he's all the time betraying God and everything. He he's in a limbo. He's in a paradox of his own idea of his own innocence or guilt, yeah. and he cannot ex- escape it. Yeah. And it, the only weakness and only this like the weaknesses of him is his weakness of mind because he cannot. There's nobody. The priest who is the one person he relies on despises him. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's yeah. that's a cruel paradox to be in, and yes. I think this I, I can see this this kind of people in this kind of horrible paradox in their mind a lot in, in the world who just who are in the gutter somewhere who cannot get get their life back because they yeah. are driven by some kind of demons, you know, whatever they are in, in their mind, and Kichiziro is no different. Yeah. And I feel a, the most sympathy I feel for Kichi Zero because nobody stands for up to him and he is left totally alone from everybody. Yeah. And I think he's the most human character. He's, he has the most heart in, in my Yeah, yeah, he's, he is. But also Rodriguez is very human, no? Yeah, of course, everybody is, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean it. They have this moral question. <laughs> It, it, yeah. Of course, it's Rodriguez's story, and it's 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 rightfully Rodriguez's story because he's the he's the person who has to face this challenge. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say about Kitsisio. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, okay. So it. I don't know if it fits to all the all the seriousness. Yeah, I can what? say something light. Maybe it's a bridge. Uh, did you did you have the same reaction that I did when I, when the movie opened and we had the the authority in Spain, the yeah. the yeah, priest yeah. guy, Valignano. Yeah. Did Did you also have the same same realization that I did, and it was like. <gasps> He's from the Dot Solos movie. He's he's from the uh, oh, oh. Winner Dog. Uh, no, not Winner. Uh, Life during wartime. Yeah, Kiaran Hines. I don't know how to pronounce this Irish name. This Kiaran. See, it starts with C. Yes, yes. He, he's the father. He is. He's yeah, the pedophile father. Yes, it was amazing. Ah, yeah, I just. <laughs> It was wonderful to see him again, <laughs> like yeah, an old friend. Was, like an old friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But then I saw um, 
this uh, Woody Allen's movie Cafe Society. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is uh, I have my own ideas about Woody Allen. He's great. He's great. So anyway, in Cafe Society, in the middle of it is a wonderful scene, one of the best scenes ever in a movie. It's this father and mother, the Jewish father and mother of this protagonist, mm-hmm. who are in New York. It's uh, probably Woody Allen's own parents, like so. They are discuss, discussing, uh, you know, the other brother has done a murder and he turned out to be a Christian because he, they are Jews, of course. But the, he turned out to be Christian because he's going to be, um, what do you call it, mestata. Uh, his, his death sentence, he got a death sentence from the murders. And so... He tend to be Christian because Christians have afterlife. Yeah. And the Jews don't, to be on the sure side. <laughs> so anyway, so the mother and father, are, they start to shout at home to, the, to each other. So they, they say, like, they talk about what horrible, horrible, that why he changed his religion and so on. So this father says that, you know, the mother says oh, first that we are all afraid of dying, Marty, but we don't give up the religion we are born into. <laughs> and Marty says, I'm not afraid of dying. You are too dumb to understand the implications. I just don't like the idea, and I resist death with everything I've got. But when the angel of death will come to this side and cut me down, I'll go. I protest. I curse. You hear me, I go under protest. And mother says, against whom? What the hell are you going to do? Write a letter to the Times. And dad says, I have to know that part of me keeps going, that we all have a soul. And then mother, I protest the silence. I protest because all my life I pray and there's never an answer. And dad's dad, what do you say? No answer is also an answer. It's a wonderful <laughs> scene. You have to see it. It's just fantastic. And it's all about the silence of God. Uh, yeah, like why he good. don't save us and why he don't give us. A, what are you going to? It's a very Jewish That's kind a very of, Jewish. That's a very yeah, Jewish yeah, answer. You're going to write to I, Times? Maybe. <laughs> we, need, we, we need to have a movie where these parents go go to Japan and be persecuted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are in the prison. And <laughs> no, that is that is very uh, Woody Allen. But you know the you know what I loved in this silence movie. I absolutely loved one one scene. Yeah, it's a very hard movie to see, and you suffer a lot. But I I loved it when this. You know, you know, um, uh, Masasige, he's the inquisitor. When he talks to Ferreira and he talks to Rodriguez and he, they drink tea together, like, yeah. And the way he talks, mm-hmm. I just loved it the way he talks. You remember? And what happened? No, the usual thing happened. I found out that he's a comedian in oh, yeah. Japan. 
Yeah, like in club, this horrible killer, and uh, you know, he's. A <laughs> and then there was another one. Where was it? Also, so all the best actors, the comedians in art, and uh, Takeshi Kitano also. Yeah, I was the, about um, to say yeah. Kitano also was a comedian. Yeah, yeah. So and, and Robin Williams. Yeah. So anyway, I couldn't not like him. This this terribly cruel samurai. I just loved him yeah, the way he talk. But I luckily I didn't meet him myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are characters so, that you like to stay on the other side. But yeah. I, I also uh, like for me the movie really picks up to become like so fascinating when uh, the, the whole movie is amazing, but the, after the first part, the second part, when he gets captured, it's like whew, I was I was captured every second. Like the the dialogue and everything, how they like every time with the Inuit in Western, every moment seen with them is so so full of thoughts and discussion and, and yeah. uh, ideas of how you can look at the situation and. Yeah. Wow, I, it's, I, I, like it's it's almost a three-hour movie, but when it was finished, I felt like I just wanted to keep staying in that world. Yeah, it, yeah, for me too. It's I didn't notice the time. And that, that was why it was very similar to the name of the rose, because I also, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I read the book, and it's I was so surprised how how. In infinitely fascinating a life of uh, was it in the 1500s monks in Italy? No, it. I think it's in the thousand hundred or something. Thousand three hundred or something. Right. Okay, something. but very early in middle age. Yeah, in the middle ages. Yeah, but like yeah. how how amazing a life, a daily life of monks can be because it's mm. just written so fascinatingly. So it, this way, it really these kind of stories are really gateways to history that. Why? Why I'm like why? Why I was talking in the beginning about this translator's work that this historical references. That I, it's it's just mm. because if people are into it, they you really want to suck everything out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. So uh, it wasn't it amazing. I just want to say one thing more, and that's it. So uh, it's amazing how they got that. Uh, what do you call it? This. Um, Oswald Sumu mist. Mist. When they came, it was a natural mist there, mm-hmm. and they came out of the. Yeah, I read it in an uh, article after critics afterwards that Scorsese said that they got it by present. You know, just, just <laughs> appeared really? there. Yeah, Whoa. and so they, so they filmed it, of course. Okay. So they, this Japanese Colonna with the samurai, they come out of the mist. Uh, you know, slowly, slowly, it's amazing. Oh, it's, I, I was so sure it's such an effect. Generated. No, I, I was it like, was yeah, natural. They cannot. <laughs> oh, that's really funny because Kurosawa, for example, I read that when he was making Seven Samurai, that it was a horrible time making it because it was a very rare movie to be shot outside, and it and and to to move production to outside weather, it's it's a it's a hell production it's just it, there's all the time something going wrong and the weather you cannot predict it what's yeah. happening and and in general it's very very challenging thing and to mm. 
to then sit or hear something like this is that's amazing. But only I was a little disappointed that it is, was filmed in Taiwan oh. and not Japan. But it was beautiful. Of course, it was beautiful. But, uh, but hey, but hey, <laughs> it, it wasn't acted by Portuguese actors, <laughs> and they they did it. Nobody like everybody's either yeah, talking yeah. Japanese or Portuguese, but everybody's talking English. Like, <laughs> and it's filmed in Taiwan. Like, nothing is real. The whole yeah. movie is a one big lie. So, yeah, yeah, we just have to... It looked okay. bad enough. <laughs> but I think we have to wrap now, wrap up this thing. And uh, I was very happy to at last to, to get to talk about this. Yeah. And it's, we kind of, it's a long project. We kind of opened up the Martin Sorcess gate. Now, yeah. now yes. we can go and, on to other movies by him. Yeah. Which I know for a fact that you have been waiting a long time to, to, yes. to talk about. Mm. But we will see when we get get to the other. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't matter to me at all that it was not uh, appreciated in the no in in all these uh, festivals and Oscars and things, it's not so much at all. It's an this is a very another type of a spiritual film like. Yeah, I think do you think that it's because of the spirituality of it? Because it's kind of a religious movie. It's very clearly religious. And it's really much... Because Mar- Martin Sorcess premiered it in the Vatican. Yeah, it needs a lot of thinking. Yeah. And uh, it needs... It's a for one group of people, like, type. It's a for religious people, more or less. Or the Scorsese fans. <laughs> but yeah, but that's the thing. Like I, okay, I'm a more Martin Sources fan, okay, but I'm I'm a non-believer, but I'm super fascinated about the religious concept of this. It, it doesn't have yeah, to be a believer to really discuss about it and to go into it, like yeah, the historical aspect of it and stuff. Yeah, important subject: the silence of God. It's uh, at last he made he yeah. made a film about it. So it's, I'm very grateful. It was an experience, even if it was a extremely violent film from beginning to the end. Yeah, very challenging, very heavy. Yeah. So any, anyway, so we wrap it up now and yeah. say thank you for everyone who has been listening. Yeah. And we'll see, see you. you next time. Yeah, see you next time. Bye. Bye. PC Movie Club was hosted and produced by me, Aaron Belts, together with my mother Lisa. To learn more about our episodes, you can go to pcmovieclub.com and look up more content about our podcast. Like, for example, a detailed timeline discussed in its episodes and a summarized list for other movies we mentioned, in case something caught your ear but you missed the title. Not to forget, of course, our amazing unique cover illustrations for every podcast done by either me or my mother. The music used in the opening theme and now in the background was done by Javier Suarez, who offers original music to be used in all kind of audio-visual projects under the Creative Commons license. Find out more at his website betterwithmusic.com. Also, it would be super awesome if you would take some time to rate us on iTunes. And thanks again for listening.